0: This is David. Welcome back Behind the Velvet Rope. Let's just get right into it today because we are joined back by V one, the only, Miss Cassandra Elvira Peterson. Yay! (laughs) I'm clapping for myself. I don't know why. Listen, you gotta, listen, (laughs) there's nothing wrong with
1: clapping for yourself, right? Yeah, there's nobody else here to do it. My dog and he doesn't have hands. So, you know.
0: How are you today? What is going on? I assume you're in L.A.?
1: i am sort of i'm in the middle of moving so it's uh very very frenetic here very crazy everything's a mess i threw up my little elvira shrine behind me and here i am
0: i see elvira dolls i see the book i see it all i love it
1: thank you thank you yeah i have uh, this year i have a whole catalog of merchandise on elvira.com
0: listen everyone needs a little elvira in their life well I have to start by saying the last time you were here, it was the day or the day before your book came out. And when I introduced you and I gave you all these monikers and I said, you know, mistress of the dark and, you know, gay icon and icon and queen of the macabre. I said, you know, I think soon I'm going to be saying New York Times bestseller. And you said, oh, you know, like from your lips to like God's ears and let's not get ahead of ourselves. Well, I guess I was right because. Yours, cruelly, it debuted at number four on the New York Times bestseller list, and it stayed there forever.
1: So insane. I, I mean, so it's your responsibility, baby. I, I, you know, I, I, I'm like, thank you.
0: Well, you lived the life, wrote the book, and had all these experiences. So I don't even want any responsibility other than, Cassandra, I told you so. I knew it.
1: Well, thank you. Thank you. It worked. It worked. You got to say that more. Okay. Because I was uh, blown away. I I, I mean, of course, I hoped that would happen, but it was a distant dream. I didn't really think I would get on the New York Times bestseller list. I really didn't. So I was in shock. It was You're- awesome.
0: You were really shocked at like what a success the book was. I
1: was like, what? You should have seen me. And you know, it didn't happen. I didn't hear about it right away. And uh so I was sort of like disappointed that, you know, it came out and I didn't get on. And then all of a sudden a week later, because they told me, oh, you'll know Wednesday, but Wednesday there was nothing, Thursday, nothing, Friday. And then the following Monday, they told me and I, I was I flipped out. What was that like? I mean, I imagine
0: writing this book was not easy, you know, in terms of putting your emotions in it, revealing things about yourself and just the process of writing a book can't be easy.
1: Yeah, no, it's heavy. And when it's about yourself, you know, yeah, writers, I have a new respect for writers. I mean, I always knew it was a hard job, but not this hard, um, you know, writing it. And then when it's about yourself and your life and all the people you knew, it's so uh, introspective and compelling. And a million different things. I mean, things came up that I never would imagine, you know, would have affected me that way. I mean, I found myself in in tears so many times writing the book and also parts of the book that I did not want to write that going to sit down to write were like it was like pulling teeth. I would have rather had, you know, needles stuck under my fingernails or something. It was just some of the things I just look like, do I have to talk about this? You know, and then I thought, well, I really do. So, yeah, it was good. It was bad. It was everything in between. What did you not want to write about the most? Well, my marriage was a really uh, sore spot, you know, because it didn't eventually didn't turn out so well. Writing about my husband, my ex-husband in a kind of balanced way, not to make him a giant villain, but also, you know, letting people know why I didn't stay with him was important. Um, writing a lot of stuff about my mother was really difficult because we had a really hard relationship. And, and you know, uh, I still loved my mother, even though she was not the greatest mom in the world, but, you know, she was my mom. And so it was kind of hard and creepy to talk about some of the things that she did and said. And yeah. So there were a lot of moments that were, that were hard. I get it. If
0: I had to write a book and relive certain moments
1: of my life, I'm like, oh, Please, I mean, I'd,
0: let, I'd rather just push that down and bury it and never deal with it again. That's just kind of how I like to live, right?
1: Just yeah, this was like a, a one year long therapy session. I swear to God, it was like going to therapy every day, all day for a year. It was just like digging up the crap and the feelings, and the, it, it was really hard, a much different thing than I thought I would experience. What, like, when you heard from fans and the media, and just in
0: general, like what shocked people the most out of like all these? revelations and stories that well the
1: thing that came out that flipped everybody out was that i was with the woman you know um <clears throat> nobody was ready for that and and apparently we kept it a pretty damn good secret because nobody knew and everybody was surprised now our closest friends and our relatives knew but outside of a very small circle of people you know even my second tier you know group of friends who i've known for a long time did not know which was kind of shocking for me. I would have thought maybe they suspected, but most of them had not. What did,
0: so like focusing on these second tier friends, like were they like- were <laughs> I they just... to call them
1: second tier friends. They're very, very good friends, but you know, not around me every day. Totally. Were they
0: just like not, they were just blown away. They were like-
1: Oh yeah, blown away. I mean, some were a little freaked out. I I think I have to say, you know, uh, but but the good thing is- Because they're my friends. They all embraced it. Uh, They love tea already, because she has been my assistant, and they all know her. And so it was a little surprising for them. But they all said, you know, the only thing that's important is that you're happy, and she's happy, and then we're happy for you. Why, how did you
0: decide to include that in the book and like basically come out? Or was it just like, I'm writing a book. This is what I signed up for. If I don't put everything in here now, what's the point of writing this book?
1: Yeah, I I had, uh, when I first thought about writing the book, there would have been the book that was just more about Elvira, how I became Elvira and some of my past and all that. And I'm a huge reader of autobiographies and i particularly like the ones that are written by the person themselves um because you can really feel you get a sense of who the person is you know totally uh as opposed to having a ghost writer and um i know that the books i enjoy reading the most for the books that really spill the beans you know those are the ones that are interesting and that you love and you end up loving the person even more and uh so I thought if I'm going to do it, I'm just going to put it all out there. What do I have to lose? You know, I don't know. People stop buying my Elvira junk. I don't know what. Did you worry about that? Like from
0: fans, like the reaction to coming out? And if you worried about it, were you worried about like your gay fan base or your straight fan base more? And I know there's a lot of categories in between there. I'm just
1: summing up gay and straight for them
0: yeah.
1: I, think, sense of I think honestly, I worried more about my gay fan base because I feel I hope they embraced it, but I was feeling like what if they think I'm a big fat hypocrite and I was lying to them and and here I was going oh I I love you know. know, LBGTQ community and meanwhile i'm. One of them and i'm not saying anything about Um, so I really worried that that maybe some of them would would think I was a you know big fat hypocrite so that 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 scared me more now the straight people. I knew that there was going to be some horny old men out there who who were just not going to like the fact that they didn't have a chance with me anymore, you know, and I hate to tell them they already didn't have a chance with me anyway, but, and it's funny, one of the things that happened is on my social media, I won't say which platform, uh, in one day, the day after the book came out, I lost 11,000 people, just said, Elvira, you lied to me, I don't respect you anymore, goodbye. And, uh, but I got 60,000 new followers the same day. Wow. So, You know, I mean, there were people, I, I, it was funny. I, I know it was mostly straight older guys who just felt lied to, you know, I don't know. So can't please everybody. No. And 60,000 new followers. When
0: you lost 11,000 followers, did you, well, I mean, I don't know if you really even think about it, like who, you know, you have 60,000 new ones. Did you think it was that, like you lied to me, I'm mad, I'm pissed off, I'm, you're a hypocrite, or it was that, oh, as opposed to like homophobia, or like our country is still in a place where it shouldn't be?
1: Well, yeah, I, I mean, I've read a few of them, and it was, it was mostly just like, you're not what I thought you were, I don't respect you anymore, and it's like, okay, I mean, it's not like we were best friends or anything, but, you know, I have to live my life, and And so it was more of that. But I'm sure that that the homophobia thing creeps in there a little bit, you know. Uh, I'm sure there was plenty of that going on. How did T react to all of this? Like when you sat down Uh, and said, I'm writing a book.
0: And by the way, this is coming in this book. Was was that a discussion? Although it was was Cassandra.
1: Yeah, that was a big discussion uh, with us. I wanted her to know. And. And we both wanted to do it for a long time to, you know, talk about our relationship so that we could go places together and we could hold hands, we could look at each other, we could, you know, and I didn't have to keep introducing her as my assistant, you know, it's such a, you know, for her and for me, but she's a very private person, she always has been, she was before this, she will be after, she didn't want to be in the limelight, that was her biggest fear, I think, was like, oh, my God, will people be taking pictures of me and looking at me? And, I'm, and I said, I don't know. I can't tell you about that part. They'll probably want to, but, you know, but we, we figured it was worth it. And and it has been. It's been really great. That's it's great. Fantastic to go out to a restaurant and actually sit next to each other and not worry about, like, oh, is there somebody, I don't know, taking pictures of you, which, yeah, you have to worry about down. all the time in L.A.
0: People probably were like, man, like that Cassandra, she can't do anything without her assistant.
1: She's really needy. (laughs) I think they were. It's like, like, God, you have to have an assistant for everything. Yeah, I bet they were. (laughs) That's
0: funny. In a way, because I mean, like you said, it was like a 20 year relationship, you know, and I mean, I'm a gay man. But like, in a way, like, the people are still outed like every day in Hollywood, just because it is L.A., it is kind of shocking. Like, do you ever think like, man, like, how did you, how did you keep the secret? Cause you always hear about people, you know, coming out and they're like, I'm coming out because I have to cause it's about to be a story tomorrow morning and I don't <laughs> want to right now, but I better do it because I can control the narrative. Do you ever yeah. think that? I mean, that's in like throughout all those years, like it's a hard thing to I keep.
1: Have, I have a lot of friends who've, who have not come out and who have come out and who, you know, I know about, but other people don't know about. Um, and with some of them, more in the past, more, um, you know, 10, 20 years ago, someone it had serious, serious implications on their, in, in their work. Yeah. You know, mostly because they're in show business and you would think that that wouldn't happen anymore. Oh, that isn't true. It does happen. Not as much, I'm happy to say now, but you know, I, I won't name and do names, but, I can't really name it but um but you know people who did come out and like they just all of a sudden they weren't getting hired for jobs they weren't going you know and so it's hard to believe in hollywood you know where everybody is so kind of open about everything that that would happen but it still happens Crazy. it still
0: happens you still so think I, we have- I
1: was worried i was protecting my character i didn't care about me but i have this character who's like this straight horned dog woman you know and i and i I even when I was married to my husband, I didn't talk about my marriage. I didn't talk about the fact that I was married or that I had a child because nobody wants to think about Elvira at home, changing diapers and washing dishes. You know, they, did, they just don't want to know about that. Elvira Elvira, you know? And so I'm not just like an actor playing different parts. I have this character and she is this thing and I am that thing, you know? So I'm going to mix up the two and... I don't know it was very confusing, I gotta tell you, and you know I mean Elvira is definitely
0: straight, which i mean is there anything you'd like to reveal here today about Elvira that we don't know I mean just <laughs> you
1: yeah, know Elvira's gonna come out with uh, she's gonna her new yeah she's gonna start dating uh, God, I don't know, I'm trying to think of something. <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis. Okay, I don't know. No, okay, she's not a character. But uh, yeah, that's uh, okay. Bride Frankenstein, Elvira and the bride of Frankenstein. There, I heard they're having a thing. No, Elvira's pretty open about everything. I wouldn't she? Wouldn't surprise me. Whatever she did, kind of what There's I. No think. telling what she might be into.
0: That's kind of what I think. Well, your fans, like you said, I mean, other than these eleven thousand followers, I mean, you know, it, they didn't miss a beat. Like no one really. You have such loyal fans. Like, why do you think? you know, like Hollywood is so fickle. It's a tough business. Like, you know, whoever's hot today is like gone tomorrow. What do you think it is about like Elvira that just all these decades later, the fans are so
1: loyal? God, you know, I, I, I don't know. I think about it. I speculate about it. I think, um, I don't know. <laughs> That's a good answer. One thing is Halloween I have Halloween. I've kind of become an icon for a national holiday and actually now kind of an international holiday and even though I may disappear during the rest of the year during Halloween I'm back you know and I'm still there every year kind of like Santa Claus you know and so I think that's one thing that gave the character a great deal of longevity but also the character is pretty um I think people respect Elvira because she's a misfit she doesn't fit in but she doesn't give a crap she just does her thing goes forward if you don't like it you know too damn bad uh she's like a real kind of authentic person even though she's not a real person <laughs> but she's she's kind of authentic in that completely fake way how much of you is in
0: Elvira and vice versa
1: um I used to always think there was nothing I used to really think is that I am that um, what happened I realized over the years is that Elvira is actually teenage me. I really, truly think she is me as a, when I was a teenager, my personality, Elvira has adopted that personality, that section of my life. I think if, uh, if anybody reads the book, they'll kind of see what a weirdo loud mouth, know-it-all smart ass kid I was. I would do anything uh, people dared me to do it. I wouldn't take no for an answer. And I think Elvira is that kind of person. As I got older, I mellowed a little and got a little more calm and normal. Uh, but Elvira picked up my teenage years and ran with them. I could see that. Did you hear- You may a- want to go to a psychiatrist after
0: this interview. I don't know. Uh, seriously, man. I'm like, but you know- Well, that really was like my last question about that. Well, actually, this is my last question. Did you hear from anyone? And hopefully you're not going to go to to us like, listen, you wrote the book. You don't need a psychiatrist anymore, right? Kind of. Yeah, it was kind of like a year long psychiatry session. Yeah. That's what everyone says who I know who's written a book. Yeah. Did you hear from anyone like famous that had just like a funny reaction to this whole thing of, you know, like you like like a lighthearted
1: reaction to like you coming out? Uh, oh, the coming out Thank God. Um, yeah, they all had good, good reactions to it. Um, RuPaul, for example, Rob Zombie. I mean, they were all thrilled for me. They're happy and thrilled and just, you know, wanted to make sure I was happy and, and, and they were happy for me because they're, they're good friends, you know, but they, they did not know any of them. Um, few of my friends that wrote little blurb blurbs on the back knew jack white knew uh because we used to go stay with him at his house in nashville and so he already knew and that a few people did know but yeah I, I don't know everybody's happy kim cattrall just uh learned about it from sex in the city and she she's very very happy for me she's such a sweet person we love kim cattrall yeah me too Well, you also
0: celebrated your 70th birthday earlier this year. Did you, what did you do? Did you do anything for, did you do anything Uh, extravagant?
1: I I had so much going on with my book and everything. I I mean, it it was just coming out a few days later, you know, right after my birthday. And I was, you know, for my, I wanted to have a big party, but then the pandemic and everything, I didn't want to have a hundred people packed into a room anywhere. Right. And So I ended up having just uh, very close friends and family over to my house in the backyard and had a really big, nice dinner and had a fabulous night. It was really, really fun with about about 20 people and relaxed. And yeah, and it was outdoors. So we didn't have to worry so much about, you know, COVID and everybody, all my friends, of course, were vaccinated. That's what it should be like. Sometimes a small birthday party is better. It was, I I got time to interact with all my friends, you know, I didn't, wasn't running from one to the other, you know, how you do. I like that.
0: And it was right before your busy season. I mean, as you said, you basically do own Halloween. It is, you do not think of Halloween without thinking of Elvira is, I mean, are, are you like a tax accountant who on April 16th is like, man, life begins. I mean, November 1st, is it really, do you go on vacation? Like, is it like something
1: exciting for you? You know, I, I used it for years and years, I always planned a big vacation right after Halloween, literally November 1st, get in my car and like go to a spa for two weeks or to take a road trip, you know, with my, whoever I happen to be with, whether it's my husband or my partner or later, but things have gotten so busy for me that I, I sort of have continued to work now after, even after Halloween is over, it's really crazy. Um, There's like working on the next project starts right away now. And now I really, I wish I could take the, I need to go do that. Damn it. Um, I am going to take a vacation in March for two weeks to Hawaii, but I haven't been on a vacation. And since the pandemic started and even way before that, I've just been work, 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 working.
0: The wait is over. That's right. A season five of the Kardashians is here. If you're anything like me, you have so much going on and your to-do list just keeps growing by the day, the hour, the minute. This year, put yourself first with the help of Dipsy. Dipsy Stories is an app full of sexy audio stories. No matter what you're into or what turns you on, Dipsy helps bring the stories to life. Anytime, anywhere, close your eyes and let yourself get lost. Lost in a world where only good things happen and pleasure is your only priority. Explore your fantasies in a safe, shame-free way. There are hundreds of stories to choose from and they release new content every week. So hey, you never get bored. Variety really is the spice of life. For listeners of this show... Dipsy's offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to DipsyStories.com slash velvet. That's 30 days of full access for free when you go to D-I-P-S-E-A Stories.com slash velvet. DipsyStories.com slash velvet. So you started your own online store. You're doing what you love, selling products people want. And orders are coming in fast. So what's the problem? Now you got to ship all those products out. Luckily, ShipStation makes it easy. With ShipStation, it's easy to import, manage, and ship your orders out fast for a lot less money. No matter where you're selling, Amazon, Etsy, your own website, ShipStation funnels all your orders into one simple interface that you can manage from anywhere, even your cell phone. I couldn't ship the behind the velvet rope merchandise out if I did not have ShipStation. Listen, ship more in less time. Just use my offer code velvet to get a 60-day free trial. That's 2 months free of no hassle, stress-free shipping. Just go to shipstation.com, click on the microphone at the top of the page and type in velvet. That's shipstation.com, enter offer code velvet, make ship happen. I've been hearing from you guys with all of your New Year's resolutions, you guys wanna save money, you wanna lose weight. Well, one of my New Year's resolutions is to learn a new language. And for that, I've turned to Babbel, the language learning app that sold more than 10 million subscriptions. Out of all the 55 countries I've been to, Italy was one of my favorite, and that's why I personally am looking into learning Italian. Listen, Babel's 15 minute lessons make it the perfect way to learn a new language on the go. Their lessons were created by over 100 language experts, and their teaching method has been scientifically proven to be effective. With Babel, you don't have to learn Italian. You could choose from Spanish, Russian, French, Italian, over 14 different languages to choose from. Plus, it comes with a 20 day money back guarantee. What is better than that? Listen, right now, when you purchase a three month month Babbel subscription, you'll get an additional three months for free. That's six months for the price of three. Just go to Babbel.com and use promo code VelvetROWE. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. The code is VelvetROWE. Babel, the language for life. Do you guys do what I do every January? First, you think about the year prior of all the things you didn't accomplish that you wanted to. Then you make a bunch of New Year's resolutions. And as soon as you break them, you feel bad about yourself. Are you in your own mind the way I was? Well, get out of your mind. Let me tell you, therapy can help you learn to be kinder and gentler to yourself and help you move forward. I have to tell you guys about Talkspace. Talkspace has been a miracle for me. First of all, they match you with a licensed therapist that you can connect with, not only from your computer, but from your phone, anywhere on the go. I also love that Talkspace focuses on your schedule. They fit your schedule, not the other way around. With live chat, video, and audio sessions, you could easily fit mental health into your daily routine. I also love that your information is extremely private and it's just between you and your therapist. Listen, TalkSpace can help you with anything anxiety, depression, self doubt. Make your mental health more than just another New Year's resolution with TalkSpace. Visit TalkSpace.com and get $100 off your first month when you use promo code VELVET at sign up. That's $100 off at TalkSpace.com, promo code VELVET. It's, I get it. I feel like since the pandemic, I've been the same way. A lot of people I know have just like, I'm like, I've never worked this hard in like the past many years. There's there's something about it, right?
1: Yes. It's weird. I think that there would be nothing happening. And it's yeah, for me, same with you. It's just been nonstop. 2020 and
0: 2021. I'm not sure which was like harder working, but they were both just like I kind of have no memory of either year uh, other than work. Yeah, like it all, it's like 24 months of just work, and I'm like, me I too. don't know. And I, now I'm saying my New Year's resolution is to work less, but I'm not sure how <laughs> that's gonna happen. But that's really my hardcore goal. But
1: that is gonna be my New Year's resolution too. That, that a good one? drink more. No, not really. <laughs> Listen, I, I have nothing wrong with that one either. Trust me. No, but that's going to be my New Year's resolution to work less. I have to calm it down a little. I'm 70 years old. I need a break. I've been working since I was 14. It's like, when do I get a vacation?
0: Do you see yourself slowing? You know, like, okay, you'll work less. That's your New Year's resolution. But like five years, 10 years, like, do you see Elvira? Just like, what are her, what's her future? I mean,
1: I, no. I oh my dog heard your siren the dog is she's
0: saying oh 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 yeah the siren i see welcome to new york city it's so fun like i and that's another thing that is like ever since covid i swear i hear sirens all day now it's two years later i I never heard sirens before it's so strange
1: here's my pup oh my god look
0: he has a hairdo he's
1: we um are, I you know, hair
0: do I love the hair is dyed pink. I love it. It's like a little faux hawk. Oh my god. And then
1: has got his little jacket on, his little coat. The
0: Skull and crossbones. Listen, now I mean, why does this not show this is so on brand for <laughs> Elvira, I guess. See, so maybe there is a lot of similarities between you guys.
1: Yeah, I maybe now that now they might be intermingling, I guess. Look, Vinny, you on TV. Look at that. Um Hi, sweetie. Yeah, it, what were you saying? Yeah, that's so funny. The siren went by yeah, I know in LA too, sirens, sirens, helicopter, sirens is nonstop,
0: man. And it's like, people listen to my show and they're like, oh my God, you're really in New York. I'm like, yeah, I mean, like, there's nothing I can do. I'm I'm, I'm up high. There's windows, like, I can't drown it out anymore. It's No, it's
1: not possible. I get
0: it. It's strong. As far as like slowing down and, you know, do you ever think of, re- listen, some people don't ever want to retire. They just really want to work forever. And that's great too. Do you see yeah, you Elvira know, being around?
1: Oh, yeah, I, I really do. Um, I really I really do kind of, I, I really hope that Elvira can continue long after I'm gone and that, that she's enough of an icon that she could be animated. Uh, there could still be products. I mean, when you think about people like, okay, these are really old references, but like Elvis and Marilyn Monroe. You still buy stuff, uh, you know, that that is marketed with their image on it. Um, I, I think Elvira will probably forever be kind of entwined with Halloween. So I hope so. And uh, uh, I, I would love to just see her as an animated character or in comic books or whatever. I don't think it has to be me getting in drag, going out there, doing it. I think
0: that's true, too. Like, you look at, like, a Michael Jackson or, like, Prince with, like, you know, pay- Paisley Park, like people still flock there. So I, I think yeah. that's, I, I, I could see Nothing. that.
1: I don't know what good it'll do me if I'm dead, but you know, what the heck? I, I, I think it is something that will endure, I hope, for a few generations or maybe a lot of generations.
0: We cannot have Halloween without Elvira. I'm just going to put that out okay. there. What would you give someone like starting out in the business? Like, what advice would you give them if they were just coming to LA now, the way you did when you were starting out?
1: I would say the the most important thing is don't get discouraged. It's just so easy to just give up. And I had so many times that I was just packing it in. I mean, I mentioned one big one in my book, but there for, for that one, there's a hundred more before that, where it's just it gets so discouraging, not having money, not knowing where, where the next paycheck is going to come from, not knowing if you're going to be able to pay your rent, you know, just. I think, you know, talent is really, it's really good to have talent. It's good to take classes and study and whatever your particular dream, you know, that you want to be Uh, being prepared for it uh, and being ready when opportunity comes along. But I, I think persistence is the most important thing. I think just being just persisting, do not give up. I, I, I tell everybody I'm like a pit bull, man. I won't give up and I don't care what horrible thing happens. Just keep going. Most of my girlfriends who were actresses dropped off along the way, you know, they married, one married a doctor, one married a lawyer. They just got so tired of being broke, you know? And um, I was just still plugging away at 30 years old, you know, Um, not giving up, but getting close to giving up. I I made it in the the, nick of time. It's hard
0: not to right? It's, it's a tough business.
1: It really is a tough business. I mean, I know a lot of businesses are tough, but but I think acting is up there with, I mean, how many actors, how many actresses are there that never make it for everyone you see? There's gotta be a million that don't. That's what
0: I was going to say. Like some people with so much talent just don't make it. And then it's, that's just so it's so hard. It's, there's so many factors.
1: And and so many people that I've known who are so much more talented than me, so much more beautiful than me, so much more everything than me, you know, um never make it. And you're it's just mind-boggling. It's like, what did they not do or what didn't happen that, that made that? But I think it was it's mostly like not hanging in there long enough.
0: I think that if you just hang in there
1: long enough, you will eventually make it. I have one friend who um worked in in Mistress of the Dark. She played the little old lady. She finally made it in her career when she was, I think, 82. <laughs> She'd been an actress all her life and finally started getting big commercials and movies when she was 82. Wow. And she made a ton of money, bought a fabulous house in Florida, of course, and, um, and, and you know, retired. But, you know, wow. okay. now, I'm not saying wait till 82. But still, she kept going and it finally happened. I'm just like, wow.
0: (laughs) Do you think Hollywood in that sense has changed? Like even in, you know, like, are there more parts for women now? You know, like, you know, that old saying like, okay, when you're 40, that's it, you're dead. You know, like that old, like that's changed now. But like, do you think, where do you think that is now? Or is there still
1: a long way to come? There's still a long way to come, but I think it's getting much better. I think, you know, really when in the early seventies, when you were a woman and you were 30, you were done. You were done. I write about that quite a bit in my book. It was just like, don't even bother showing up. Um, but nowadays, I think there are part, there could be a lot more parts for older women, but there are some really great parts for, for women out there that, I mean, I see Frankie and Grace. I mean, I, I love seeing Jane Fonda and, and Lily Tomlin in that. It's so great, but also parts for trans people, parts for uh, you know Latinos, Asians, Black people. There, there really are Getting to be more and more parts, and that makes me so happy. I mean, I think the 70s was white men worked in movies and TV, and that was about it, you know. And some young girls, Grace and Frankie is brilliant, isn't that? I love it so much. I it's love it,
0: such a good show. Speaking of trans, like, do you watch like Pose? Like, did you watch Pose or
1: anything like that? Yeah, just... I didn't watch the whole thing, but I watched some of Pose, and I mean, there's, there's been um actually trans characters on on so many different shows recently and they had a habit of hiring straight people to play trans people now they're finally a lot of shows not everyone is hiring trans uh people to play a trans character duh right you know so uh yeah it's it's taking time but it's heading in the right direction That's kind of how I think too. I think
0: it's heading in the right direction. Right, they are hiring like trans to play trans. Right, or like what a novel concept. Like, yeah, wow. Right, like, duh. (laughs) Other than Halloween, do you have a favorite holiday?
1: Hmm, I don't know. Halloween. I Uh, I probably really like Christmas. I I like Christmas. Christmas was a big deal in my family when I was growing up. Not as big as Halloween was, but. It was a big deal all my relatives came from everywhere and I really like decorating. I, I love Christmas music. Yeah. Kind of uh, I guess so. that would be my second my second favorite holiday. Do you have any like I personally hate New Year's Eve? Like do you have any holidays you just don't like? I we are twins. I'm exactly like you. I freaking hate New Year's Eve. It's always a big huge disappointment. I always drink too much champagne which I do not like anyway and get sick the next day cuz of all the sugar. And there's and no, it's, it's like disappointment.
0: And you can't really drive around. I mean, I live live in New York, but it's not safe on the roads. And it's oh. like, no, going out in is LA, a pain in the there's ass. no way
1: you could get to a restaurant in LA. You could not get in a place. You could not get in a restaurant. Just going ten miles for you know to somebody's house for dinner is dangerous. You might never make it back. As some drunk will run into you, you know, and kill you. And yourself, they'll run into. But yeah, I hate it. There's just nothing to do. I ended up I think I've stayed home for New Year's for the last 10 years or something.
0: Before COVID, I was out of the country like I haven't been in the country for a New Year's in forever. And I've been in a lot of places that don't really care that it's New Year's. So it was kind of like just another night in like, you know, Bangkok or wherever. Yeah. I mean, like they kind of have a moment of New Year's, but it's not a big thing. It's like you go to dinner in the hotel and there's like streamers. I'm like, this is fine. This is exactly how to do it. But
1: yeah, it's not it's not my thing. No, me neither. I'm just I, I just make uh, like the last few years just make like black eyed peas and some some you know collard greens and, and drink a little bit of champagne and stay home and watch some good movie on TV. That's about it. And go to yeah. bed. Mm-hmm. Do you like any of like the
0: new horror movies like the like franchise like Halloween? Like we had Halloween ends. Now we're gonna have Halloween kills. Like the new Scream is coming out. Like what are the new horror movies of the past?
1: few years like do you get into any of the new ones Ah, oh, god you know I, I don't know I like I mean I'm really like an old horror movie aficionado or horror movies that have a little comedy in them I mean uh like what they do in the shadows or Shaun of the Dead or something with a little humor mixed in I'm not such a big uh, fan of like a lot of them. I, I must say I did like The Witch I love that. that that's not that new anymore uh and a few of them that have a lot more diversity in it uh get out for example which is a while ago now too but i like the fact that you know now it's becoming more diverse and and a little more interesting so i'm really happy to hear about that i enjoyed those kind of movies get out was amazing yes wasn't it i loved it i just freaking loved that movie and uh i guess they're doing get out too or they did i don't know i'm uh, i think they're
0: doing get I'm out. I'm
1: not knowing about my horror movies my brain has turned to mush as far as horror movies go they all said the one big gigantic horror movie my memory
0: has not is not what it was myself
1: yeah I you start I asking me about
0: it. years that something happens oh. it's like you're talking another language I'm like you, I think it you was 2012 here,
1: writing, yeah writing my autobiography was like what what year was that but you know I had to oh it was so hard I had to research it and everything find, Find a picture that might have had the year written on it, you know? No, I can't remember that stuff anymore.
0: That's so hard. Is there a part of the entertainment business that you still want to try? I mean, you've kind of done everything. I mean, now you're an author. You own a holiday.
1: (laughs) I have a few things that I really, really would like to do. Um, One would be a documentary of of my book. Two would be a possible, um, like, uh, what would you call it? A series. I don't know, like maybe a six part. Uh, biopic, you know, um, of the book, kind of, of, of my life, and the no, another one that I have an absolute dream of doing that I've had this forever, and I don't know how I'm going to get it done, but I'm going to do it, and that is <clears throat> a Broadway play of Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. I mean, kind of like a cross between Rocky Horror Picture Show and Hairspray, but of the movie Mistress of the Dark, wouldn't that be fun? And a musical. Do you see- do you
0: see my mouth is like dropping open? I I can see this. Look, they had Beetlejuice. So fun.
1: Yeah. I saw Beetlejuice, by the way, on Broadway. It was awesome. But I think it would make such a great play. And I think it, very close to kind of like a hairspray kind of feel or Legally Blonde, you know, when when Legally Blonde was a play, which I thought was fantastic, by the way.
0: It was amazing. I, I could see this. I mean, I really could see there's so many like the costumes. There's so much you can do with it. Right? Yeah,
1: I think it'd be really great. And, and the music, you know, like I said, a little Rocky Horror Picture Show vibe, you know?
0: Maybe now that we're putting it out there into the world, a Broadway producer will say, hey, I see some money in this, and then they'll call you.
1: Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's, let's hope.
0: Let's, well, is
1: there, you already have been uh, predicting the future, so. Listen, I, I'm just here to help you out, Cassandra. <laughs>
0: thank you is there anyone you know like cindy laupers written like music for a lot of like broadway plays and like brian adams now like is there anyone off the top of your head that you'd want to write the music like if they were going to go that route and try to pick oh, someone mark,
1: mark shaman and I, I i'm blanking on his name oh my god they did hairspray mark shaman harvey and... firestein no. no you mean writing uh, writing, it? writing it or oh, i feel so bad that i can't remember his name how horrible but I, they are the best. I think they're the funniest music, lyricists, songwriters, if I could remember his partner's name. Oh, God, how embarrassing. Um, but yes, they did Hairspray and I would love them. They're so great. This is this could happen. Let's just I'm putting it out there. Okay, OK, I mean, it sounds
0: like you see a lot of Broadway, too. Like when you're in New York, yeah. there's a lot. When
1: of. When I come to New York, I go to a Broadway play every night, just sort of. Have you know seen,
0: I mean. you need to see, I, I still need to see Moulin Rouge. I haven't seen, but I just ah, saw That it. was
1: the last one I saw before the pandemic and it was fantastic. That's I what I heard. I really loved that. I, it was so, so, so fun. Yeah. If if you haven't seen it, you have to get tickets right now, man. It's amazing.
0: I mean, I'm right here down
1: the street. I really want to get my at, I slept all the way there to see it and it was, uh, did not disappoint.
0: Anything else you're currently working on that you want to plug? I like to give people a chance towards the end to like plug what
1: you can plug anything you want. Okay. Well, what what I'll plug right now is because Christmas is coming up in just a few days. Um, Check out Elvira.com. And I have a catalog on there of Elvira items in every price range from, from my like $12 Elvira chia pet. (laughs) When my hair grows is so awesome. I like and, that. Yeah. Like, I, I, yeah, and I'm
0: not sure I need you. Just, uh, that's like amazing, but go on. But that's like, who doesn't <laughs> love a Chia pet to begin with? But go on.
1: I know, right? Uh, I'm so happy to finally be a Chia pet. And uh, up to my Elvira Vespa, which I think it's in the fourteen dollars to $18,000 range. But it's a, um, a Vespa that they made to look just like my Macap mobile uh, from Mistress of the Dark. Uh, which I mean, how freaking awesome is that? So everything in between there. So if you go to Elvira.com, you can see all those things and it's not too late to order for Christmas. And I saw on your
0: Instagram, you have Elvira Christmas. I'm like Christmas sweaters, Elvira. This is amazing.
1: Christmas sweaters. I have Elvira salt and pepper shakers where one boob is salt and one boob is pepper. I don't actually have that myself, but I mean, on my boobs, I mean, not the salt and pepper shakers but you know so there's something for everyone i just have to say in that catalog something for everyone on your list even if they've been very very naughty and even hopefully if they have been very naughty i'm gonna get myself the chia pet because i
0: love a good chia yeah. pet okay. who doesn't and yeah. where can everyone follow you that wants to follow you and find all of this
1: well like I said, go to Elvira.com and then down the bottom are all my social media, Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitter, and everything. And it's at the real Elvira.
0: Well, I appreciate you coming back again. As I said, before we went on air, I do not say that to everyone, but I had a great chat with you once again. And I really don't say that to everyone.
1: Well, thank you. And I had a great time with you. And believe me, I really don't say that to everyone.
0: <laughs> that doesn't shock me. You're like direct into the point so if you didn't like this you would tell me i definitely would
1: everyone, everyone I like the
0: fact that you're predicting my life
1: what's coming up for me
0: listen i'm like this book is going to be at, like on the time new york times bestseller list like i could tell mm-hmm. you that and it's just <laughs> it was for everyone who hasn't read it that's listening needs it was like a page turner it was thank you thank you lots of interesting tidbits revealed
1: here's this. a good christmas present for you right my book Oh, it wow.
0: was literally because I'm like you. I like reading an autobiography, and I think you can tell when someone is ghost, has a ghostwriter and it's not really their voice. I'm like
1: you could tell if you read a lot of them right away. I totally get that, and you know what? I just want to mention my, the audiobook for my book. Here I'm doing a plug again. The audiobook was oh. listed in um, Audible's top 100 uh, audiobooks of the year, so wow. I'm very very proud about that. There's a lot of stiff competition out there for the audiobooks.
0: especially with audible. Yeah. So yeah. listen, you could come back here any day you want. So I'm coming back tomorrow, <laughs> you can come back every day. Like, okay. Don't we're, tempt we're me. Do
1: this together every single day. We're going to do, we're, actually we're going to do a podcast together. You and me, listen, you, you pick the topic and we can,
0: we can maybe like review horror movies. That's what we should do. Okay. If I can remember any we're going to have to sit there and like, we'll do one episode a week and we have to watch the horror movie. Okay, Cause I mean, yeah. I don't remember. And I mean, everything, but aliens scream, throw in some old stuff. Like this is not the, listen, I'm telling you this, you hear It's again, if Cassandra Peterson, AKA Elvira did a weekly podcast where she reviewed horror movies, I'll help you out and produce it. It's going to be on the top of the charts. Really?
1: That would be fun.
0: Right. Yeah, you never it's, know. True crime and like horror related podcasts do very well. Very well. There's like that appetite.
1: Maybe you should be my manager too. Seriously.
0: Hmm. I'm just, (laughs) listen, I I have a lot. I'm available for any side gig that you want. Cassandra. (laughs) Okay. Hopefully you will get through New Year's. (laughs) I'm going to, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm going to get through it somehow. So hopefully you'll stay in, you'll have fun and. Anytime, really. I really appreciate this. It was a fun chat. Thank you. This is so fun.
1: So, oh, something just jumped down and tried to kill me. Oh, wait, one,
0: just... one of the Elvira's fell. Yeah,
1: they wow. They're trying to kill me. It's yeah, like an I omen. They're fair. like
0: that. That means like someone is saying like this is a great idea. This is a great idea. Look at those.
1: Bye, bye David.
0: See you later. We love that Elvira statue. Bye, bye, Elvira <laughs> and Cassandra Peterson. Love okay. you much